welcome to another podcast for Walking with Anxiety. My name is Stephen Dawes and today I'm going to be talking about something that can affect a lot of people with anxiety over this time of year and that is the office Christmas party. It is very difficult this time of year for someone who has anxiety, particularly social anxiety, because you're, you're worried about social situations at the best of times. And this time of year, when you have everyone in the office getting together and uh, all arranging the Christmas party, and there's a certain expectation that lots of people from the office are going to come along. And that can make things very difficult because on the one hand, you really want to go, you want to be part of the, of the office and part of the team, and you want to feel as though you're, you're contributing to the community of your office. But on the other hand, you're also worried that you're going to be feeling really awkward and really anxious and that your stressor was going to go through the roof and that uh, basically something's going to go horrifically wrong. All of these scenarios going through your mind. Um, I know this from first-hand experience because I've been in an office environment for many years and every year there was this office party and there was always that thing going through your mind, should I go or should I just stay at home where it's going to be safe and I won't get in any trouble where nothing will happen, nothing bad will happen, no one will think anything bad. This is a minefield, it really is, and it's very difficult for people to make that right decision. Um, Social anxiety is is difficult to deal with, and it's thought that it can affect up to 10% of the UK's population, I'm not sure what the percentage is in the US, but 10% of the UK population has, or is thought to have social anxiety, which is might not sound like a lot, but it is. I mean, this was back in 2016, 2013, I think it was, this, this statistic came out. So it's probably a lot more than that now because more people are coming forward and admitting that they have social anxiety. More people have been diagnosed with social anxiety as well. So that number, that figure may well have gone up since that time. But it can affect a lot of people in different ways. I mean, you can get blushing. Lots of people who get anxious, they blush, and then that makes their anxiety worse because they're blushing. And, uh, and so, you know, you feel this heat in your face as your, as your face gets redder and redder, and then that can make you feel even more self-conscious. You can also get excessive sweating, again, a self-conscious thing, especially if you're wearing something that could show the sweat. Um, you can get shortness of breath, you can get um, a panic attack, a full-blown panic attack, you can get palpitations, you can get headaches, you can get dizziness, all of these things can happen to you. And if you've been in that situation before, then this can be a very difficult set of emotions to deal with, especially in a big office party environment where everyone's looking at you or where there's a lot of focus on everybody. And so you want to make a good impression. You don't want to make a fool of yourself. Now, I have as I said, as I said before, I've been in this situation myself many times. And I have, usually, at first, when I first started working in an office environment, I would go to an office party because I wanted to be part of the, of the environment, wanted to be making friends and people that I wouldn't normally see during the rest of the year and I wanted to feel part of the office community so I did start going to office parties for the first few years I've worked in an office but what I found was that my social anxiety just made it impossible you know I felt really awkward I would just stand in the corner or sit at the bar or whatever and on my own and I'd chat to a few people of course who would during the course of the evening but most of the time I would just make my excuses early and leave because that that was basically I just had enough and couldn't stand it anymore and I'd leave. And then that would make things a bit more awkward the days following the Christmas party because they were like, oh, I saw you there, where were you, what were you doing, you know, all this sort of stuff. And things go through your mind, you interpret that people are talking about you, even if they aren't. And that can make the situation even worse. So from that point of view, what can you do? 
what, what choices do you have? Do you want to go to the Christmas party or do you not? And if you do go, what can you do to try and make things easier for yourself? Well, I did come up with a couple of solutions that could help you if you really want to go and see this office party. First of all, I would suggest you go with someone that you, that you know, that you got on with in the office that you like. Um, or take a friend with you. You know, I mean, many office parties are happy to bring partners and friends along. Take your best friend with you. Take someone with you that you know is going to be with you for the night. So that if you do get to the point where you're sitting there and no one's talking, you can always chat with your friend. You can have them there with you. You can make it just a night out the two of you in this office environment. If you're having problems with excessive sweating, I would say wear dark clothes. So that if you do sweat a lot, um, no one's going to see it. Um, take some deodorant with you. Maybe even take a change of clothes or a change of shirt so that if you do know you're going to be sweating a lot you can go into the toilets and change your shirt halfway through the night so you feel more comfortable and you're not feeling so uh, worried about it as the night goes on. Another thing to think about is um, assess what you're going to be doing to try and plan out your evening so find out what the party is going to consist of is it going to be like a buffet thing where you go up and pick food out is it going to be a sit-down dinner um, is it going to be a disco afterwards is it going to be are they going to be going on to another pub or two afterwards? All of these things. Think about the dynamics of the evening. Try and plan out what you're going to do and set yourself goals. So, okay, my first goal is actually turning up on the night and actually getting in there. When you get in there, introduce yourself to everybody that knows you, say hello, whatever, get yourself a drink, do things like that. And when you've got to that point, don't try and get there too early. Get there just about on time when the party starts because if you get there too early, then you're going to be sitting around with other people waiting for everything to start. So try and get there on time so that you're not sitting there and just waiting. And then also at the end of that, if you're sitting down to a meal, try and um, ask the person who's organising it if they can sit you next to someone that you know or someone that you think you're going to get along with. Or if you're taking a friend with you, say, can I sit next to my friend? That makes it easier, especially if you're sitting at a sit-down meal because there's often the um, anticipation that you're going to be talking to each other. So... Try and sit together with someone that you know and that you're going to be out of conversation with during the during the meal. And then after the meal, if there's going to be a disco, sit down at a table and walk with your friend or with people that you know and just have a drink, have a bit of a chat, and um, just try and enjoy the evening. And if you if you set yourself a time limit, say, well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna be there till eight o'clock or nine o'clock or whatever time it is, and then I'm gonna go. And then if you find that you're enjoying yourself, you can always extend that time limit. But then if you're not enjoying yourself, then you know, okay, I've only got till 9 o'clock and then I know that's my out time and I can leave. And that's, and that's a good idea because that gives you a plan, it gives you something to look at and aim for. And it means that in the end, you're going to be have that idea in your mind and it's not just an open-ended evening. You know that you're going to be out that door by 8 or 9 o'clock. Just doing these little things can make it easier for you to keep your emotions under control and to try and keep your anxiety low. Another good way of doing it is if you have any countermeasures, and by that I mean if you have anything that you know will relax you and to keep you calm, try and practice those before you get to the party. Try and practice one that you can practice um, without other people seeing you, like breathing techniques or mindfulness. Try and practice those while you're there, just to try and keep your anxiety at a reasonable level so that you're not uh, spiraling out of control. If you can get to that point, then uh, you've done a really good job. On the other hand, what if you don't want to go? Well, if you don't want to go, then that's fine. No one's going to make you go. And, you know, sometimes people say, oh, come along, you, you know, you'll really enjoy yourself. So if you really don't want to go, have somewhere else to go, even if you don't. Just say, oh, I'm sorry, I've got this going on or that going on, I've got other plans. 
um, it's important to make that decision early, preferably before the Christmas party happens, because what you don't want to do is have the announcement of the Christmas party and then a bit of a, a bit of a delay before you eventually say you can't go. It's best to start it off early and say, actually, I can't make the Christmas party this year. I've got something coming on, and then it, you know, I've got something else going on at the moment, so I can't do it. That way, you're cutting out straight from the beginning the fact that you're not going to be going there, and that makes it easier for you and takes the pressure off you. So that then people don't expect you to go and people aren't going to be trying to convince you to go because they know that you're going to be busy doing something else. So those are the tactics that I would use. Do you have any tactics that you use to deal with social anxiety over Christmas and the Christmas parties? Is there, if there's anything that you think helps you when you go to these Christmas parties, then please let me know. And uh, Or if there's anything that uh, has happened to you that you know, really upset you or really made you not want to go to Christmas parties in the future, please um, let me know in the comments and, uh, and we can discuss them perhaps in a future podcast. But this time of year, it is very difficult and uh, I appreciate for all those people that have anxiety and social anxiety like I do. It isn't the best time of year. Um, you know, you love Christmas. I love Christmas. I really enjoy the Christmas period. But this is one of the things that used to really make me nervous um, as the time is approaching. So anything that you can do to make it easier for yourself and for family around you, take that time out and think about it. And that's it for today's podcast. Um, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, please uh, subscribe to the podcast for more topics about anxiety and mental health in general. And I uh, hope to see you again next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.